ain't no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie Welcome to Cold Dog Soup, ladies and gentlemen. I am Matt Hankins. This is brought to you by the Throw the Flag Network. I have been under the gun of Ira's terrible rage. Ira? That's not a person. It's Irma. That's the one who's been raging, destroying things. So uh, we're going to dispense with any more time-wasting and give you a slightly abbreviated from a production standpoint version of Cold Dog Soup. Uh, uh, welcome, everybody, to uh, Sacred Grounds. Coffee shop, open mic night. Uh, we're glad that you're all here. Thank you for coming out and supporting these uh, uh, budding artists. Uh, real quick, you know, um, hey, buy a, buy a cup of coffee. You know, like I'm not doing this because you suck. You know, I just just you know support the coffee shop. I, I I like you guys hanging out, but I really want you guys to buy some stuff. All right, so first up, we've got uh, Brian. What? My name is Sebastian. Your name is not. All right, everybody. First up on open mic night, he asked me to call himself Sebastian. So give it up for him. Nice warm round of applause. Buy, buy some coffee. Hey. So uh, yeah. So okay. Uh, it's a new song I've been working on, and it's called Okay Runaway Indomitable Fence, and uh, subtitled. The trampolines fall apart. The hard drive cannot hold. Okay, so I, I hope you like it, but I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for myself. Okay. And I, I want to dedicate it to uh, Jocelyn. Your nipples are the skeletons. Of olives. Your nipples are an oriental delight. Save for somebody who terribly dying under. His answering machine is broken. The chair broke it. It's not so much a hat as it is a visor. I got it at Why is the seahorse flying the plane? What hat do you wear to the underground? Have you called the mouse that lives in your head? 
Her father was a full-bred Doberman. Why are you waiting in hell? Why does your mother bark like a dog? It is the prettiest plant. He wants to feel like a bird. There is no room left in the Atlantic. Why, 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 why are you Neptune? Why are you Neptune? Why are you Neptune? Thank you so much. That'll be available on my Bandcamp site. Thank you so much. Good night. Your father made fetuses with flesh-licking ladies While you and your mother were asleep in the trailer park Thunderous sparks from the dark of the stadiums The music and medicine you Needed for comforting So make all your fat fleshy fingers to moving And pluck all your silly strings And bend all your notes for me And soft silly music is a, me A remarkably terrible work Expertly done by a hired gun Sean Majors, you pulled the wool over my eyes last week and so I outsourced the production this week to my good friend and genius, Matt Myers, professional actor, who banged this out for us. And man, did I give him a doozy to work with. He did a fantastic um, job. It was very good. It was very a good. A plus work. Three mats. You know what? We're renaming the three podcast. Three for three. Three for three. Great mats. Great mats all around. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you you do have to be a mat to contribute to this well, podcast. Apparently. You know, at the top here, Hankins, I know that you dislike this work. I thought it was the best one to date. Wow, including Tussie Crook. Including Tussie Crook. Holy shit. I just think that there's just so much going on here that I wanna unpack. But well, I'll, I'll let I'll let Hankins go start with the first question. Please, please. Um, is there a word? Is abominable a word? Is my first question. The abominable snowman. Abominable. That ain't what that says. That ain't what that says. That says abominable. Abominable. Well, you know that's 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 uh he's just making like a, a an elusive alliterative joke. He's jabbing at the abdominable snowman by Mr. he thought it said abdominable Ab- <laughs> sean thought it was a different word having or relating to the human abdomen would be abdominable which i have looked around for and cannot find that as a word so what would be a runaway abdominable fence again list of geniuses who have made up na- made up words created words William Shakespeare. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Sean Majors. Yes. 
Riff Raff from MTV. <laughs> well, obviously this is a nonsense poem. Oh, and... I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh-oh. Can't wait to can't wait to unpack this. Can we just get can we at 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 the uh, onset can we note that it says thanks for rating this in class? Yes. Yeah, so let's start there. Um, I wanted to certainly get into that deep, so let's get there first, because um, who knows how long it's going to take to get through this uh, this murky water um, that is the lyrics of this poem. So, Sean Majors received as a grade on this poem, based on this piece of paper, a check plus, and one line, couple lines in particular, got a nice job. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks for reading this in class. So, any clue what class, or at least you know, like what yeah, grade you're in when you're reading this thing? I know this. exactly what class it was. Okay, it was an English class that you and I had either freshman or sophomore year at at Alabama. Oh, with Josh Bell. Josh Bell, our teacher named Josh Bell. He was. You saying this is a college course? This is a college course. Yeah, this was English two two seven and like 20th a century graduate literature. level work of poetry. Yeah, I think that's and why you got the this, check plus. Is this professor still employed? He was definitely, I, I remember he was like, he was v- very much playing into the personality of like, he was a, like a, an English teacher. An English teacher. He had a full, Tweed jacket. a full beard. He always had a baseball cap. I think it was like an 11 o'clock shadow. Oh, okay. Well, I, was, I thought you were going to say 11 o'clock class and I was going to say correct. Tuesday, <laughs> Thursdays in Morgan Hall. Uh, that's when we had the class, 11 to 12, 15. Was it freshman or sophomore year? Sophomore year. Okay. So this was fall of 2002. Oh, my God. You were old enough to know better, certainly. And that teacher should have been well good enough to grade better. Matt, I physically handed you these poems. I'm not old enough to know better today. <laughs> well, well, at least you're not you still know, making these work, doing these works. Yeah, I emailed you something Hankins, a couple days ago. Hankins to a... To give you some credence, I guess, to your criticism, this professor was one of those adjunct English professors. Mm-hmm. He wasn't yeah. on the tenure track. Oh, I think he was just there. He was probably a graduate student who was doing like these lower level making classes. a couple bones. Yeah, you know. Well, there. Is- so, was there a reaction in class? Did you? What kind of reaction did you get as this was read aloud? So I, I Actually, s- I semi semi remember doing this project, but I do not remember Sean reading it in class. So, this project, I I have to confess. I, I can't remember if this was a project where you took lo- existing lines from a bunch of different poems and put them together. Like a puzzle. Or if you just took two lines and then wrote from there. Because when you Google the first two lines, it, they are actually from... So what are the first two lines? Give us a taste one more time. Hankins, I, I, I can't read these. I can't read them on your phone either. Oh. I'll, I'll give you uh, the first okay, two lines okay. are before before we read the first two lines real quick. You're not talking about the uh, the, the, the part that's in quotation. Yeah, the part that's in quotation. You're not talking about that. That's like another uh, g- correct, correct. Well, I'll, that's that's a subtitle. Okay, I'll, I'll go with the first two lines. Okay, I'll give us right. a, a shout out. The first two lines: Your nipples are the skeletons of olives. Your nipples are an oriental delight. So you're saying those are not your words. 
Those are not my words. If you Ooh, Google, I think if you, I, that changes my entire opinion. Oh. Plagiarist. Mine too, Creel. You should get a check Just minus. You, were you should in the get class. a minus. A minus minus. You were in the class. This was the project. You had to take lines from already existing poet poems. So you, who wrote that dribble? But you wrote your name at the top, though. You didn't put like Sean Majors that wasn't featuring. The, that you know, wasn't the. Longfellow you remember everything else? And Langston the, Hughes. You remember, Looks like someone has run aground. A minus uh, minus. Judge, Judge Creel. You remember the time of the class, but you don't remember the the project. This might have been one of those an extra credit thing. I don't know. This poem. This, this, in English class, you're supposed to learn how to write, not steal stuff. <laughs> like a Rubik's F, Cube. F minus, then. Yeah, minus minus. This poem is called Fuck the Astronauts by James Tate. So if you. So how much James of his, Tate, you are terrible. So how much of his work did you steal? Like 100%? I think, 98%? It's, I think it's just those two, those two lines. Just those two However, lines. I don't know if the rest of the. So if you Google other lines. Like, if you Google, why is the seahorse flying the plane, nothing comes up. Oh. <laughs> no shit. So so you think that the, the project assigned in the class was like, hey, find two lines in a poem and just sort of build off of that. Yeah, I think so. so that's in which we, case, I think this is fantastic. I'm well, starting to think this isn't that all right, bad. I'm upgrading you from a minus minus to just a check minus. Okay, okay, okay. Which is one okay. level below a check, which is one level below a check plus. Which is one level below a plus plus. So I could even do better than what you Josh Bell. You could do Bell better what, what, than what Professor Bell gave you if, if you can make some sense out of the rest of this. So what does the rest of this poem say? The the James Tate poem. What is it called? It's called "Fuck the Astronauts." Oh, fuck the astronauts. I'm sorry. No, no, that's not the question I had. I apologize. I made a bonehead. The the idiocy of those two lines have really thrown me <laughs> off track. I don't think what I was bad. going to say is. How did you find that poem, or was that something that was assigned to you, do you think? I can't remember, but, I mean, sophomore year in college, I think, and, I mean, if I remember the, what this, how this guy operated as a, as a teacher, I think he was itching to give his students the opportunity to read something shocking. And this, oh, this is a shocking poem. This has some blue language in it. Well, oh, ooh, it's it's geez. it's written in the in in the in the structure as uh, the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock by T. S. Eliot. Oh God! So, do you think that we were all given that poem and we had to build off of that poem? And so, you you focused in on some these two lines. Maybe. Oh. Well, why do you think you focused on these two lines? Just because they were absurd? Like, hey, nipples. I think they were absurd, and I'm like, fuck it, man. If this guy if is going to let me nipples, do this, I'm going to do, do it. nipples. Right. No, I do remember that. I distinctly remember there was there was a, 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 a student in our class that was... Now I remember this. A, an ESL student. She was... She was that Fresh is, off the boat. That is... <laughs> let's, let's calm down here, Okay. I remember I no happens. I, I know exactly what you. happens now. There was, there was. Please lay it on us. There was an, there was a student, a, a female student who was Asian, <laughs> in our class that was absent when the when the project was given. Yes, and then she, it was assigned. She showed up, and Professor Bell's like, "All right, everyone, we're going to read our poems that yeah. you guys worked on." I, I believe he was like, "Does anybody want to read their poem?" And I'm like. Oh yeah. And so out of the corner of my eye, I remember reading these first two lines and just seeing like her like looking around like what the fuck is this? <laughs> I know this yeah. is Alabama. She was right. She was she right. Was right. She oh, and she is How many here times today. Did you ask her about Maladroit. <laughs> oh man. No, she and I didn't talk. I, I talked to this other girl. 
Her name was Katie with the C. Well, that's interesting because when I first read this, I thought this was a poem you'd written about somebody. No, no, no. Okay. no. This, this has nothing to do with anyone we yeah. have ever met, including... Yeah, you know who. That student that sat to my <laughs> right. That human being... I'm just saying she did. She could not speak English, so why was she in the English class? I'm sh- what are the third and fourth lines of this poem? Now, are there breasts sideways too? We can't do this. We cannot do this. <laughs> so we we've established that this was a work that was drawn from another place of inspiration. So um, everything from the second nipple line you believe to be your own work. Is that correct? I would. I will have to. Google as we're doing this. I will start googling these lines just to see how but, fresh they are. But yeah, I don't. <laughs> Save for somebody terribly dying under his answering machine is broken. The chair broke it. I don't. I don't think that's a professional. No, uh, I'm gonna say there's. No, I would certainly hope not. There's no way anyone with any sort of skill would have tied all of that weirdness together. Damn, Creel. No. Damn. It is definitely not the. Uh, answering machine uh, lyrics in prose or song has a high watermark and it is by the artist John Dow when he said my phone machine is all hooked up to the VCR in my pickup truck watching Casablanca all alone leave your heart at the sound of the tone leave your heart at the sound of the tone that is where the high watermark for answering machine based prose is and it ain't that <laughs> okay i know john dow sir and you are no john dow so i have an update okay line three save for somebody terribly terribly dying comma under is from a poem called the blackstone rangers by gwendolyn brooks so, so we're thinking gracious. that every line is going to be like a, a you you were weaving a quilt and you were taking these lines and patching it together to deliver some sort of weird theme that I haven't been able to figure out yet. Again, look, let's get Josh Bell on this podcast. Yeah, where is Professor Bell? I think I think we've searched for him before. Oh, we've stalked him. Yeah, but it's been probably like ten years. I can tell you, if you're looking for Professor Bell, he's not that anymore. (laughs) After the grade he gave this dog shit. Hey man, you know. Well, you know how many pluses could go uh, over? You know what? I bet you Sean was. uh, This English class had low participation to begin with, so Professor Bell would (laughs) have. He would have given anyone a check. Yeah, I mean, this for, is this was a like prereq. He thought Sean really had something because he was so eager in class and so active. Like, I think I can get through to this one. I think Sean's the guy I can make my Marco. These kids. If how do I teach? Yeah, these how can kids? I reach these kids? <laughs> <laughs> if you look for custodian Bell or oh, night shit. shift manager Bell, you should be able to find him. Um, so. So you think that you were just – I just got to know what the source material is because, I mean, it's a different time and place. It's not like you were necessarily just Googling well, we had uh, a poem he, he must have, have given, like a word bank or, or something. He, he must have given us a packet. Uh, we had an English, like a literature book that had, you know, short stories and prose and poetry. Um, because I remember we, we read The Heart of Darkness, so it was, it was a pretty big sort of uh, selections of works in, in that book. Um, so I don't know. Sean, oh fuck! I have it right here. Sean has found it. Sean has found something. Are you? He pulled a me. file folder. So, so Hankins, are you out of the cabinet. Me. No, I'm not. Hankins. So I gave you 
<clears throat> so when I gave you that stack of my poems, I purposefully took out what I thought was oh, this poem shit. because I knew that oh, I didn't write it. Hit it. And so I got there you. must have been but the one that I took out is typed. So you have the handwritten thing that I missed that I never intended to see the light of day. Mainly because of these. <laughs> well, this is this oh, is this is moving up from a check minus <laughs> to a check because this is a lot of shady business on Hankin's side. Oh, just for this seeing the light of day, <laughs> this, this gets fault? upgraded. This so. was never meant to reach the air or anything other than the confines of that English two twenty seven class in the fall of two thousand two. <laughs> At eleven o'clock. At eleven o'clock. So this packet that I have from Josh Bell, Josh Bell, uh, you can reach us at Throw the Flag Network. We, it would be great if he could submit his work. If if he's listening, how does he do that? He can email us at throwtheflagnetwork at gmail.com. Oh, I've set up a forwarding rule, so every email to there goes to my email address. Please, Professor Bell, touch touch uh, base with us. Which is poetry file at so the the packet of poems that I think he gave us to choose from. Let me just. So there are a couple from James Tate, including one called "Good Good Time Jesus." Oh God. James Wright, a blessing. Phil Levine. There, there's about ten to fifteen in that in that deck. Yeah. Well, I know where I know what stack I'm going to when I'm done with Sean's. <laughs> there is a there's a poem called "Mostly Mick Jagger" by Caitlin by Katie Rosemergy. R O S E M U R G. Are these people that your professor went to school with? They he, might be. He might have might have been his side puss. <laughs> Very likely that she was definitely his side. Can puss. we can we stay on track here, please? Oh, I think we're on track. We're definitely on track to the real interest here. Now that we know that you've just copy and pasted these lines as part and of put the, them over as somewhere, part of an assignment. No, but you were trying to be creative with it. Yeah, and I think I put together a, an entertaining work. It was an assignment, but you were trying to tell us something, and we've got to figure out what. The way Matt Number Three put this together, it sounds like when Oasis was really trying to be the Beatles early on. Yeah. Oh, it's it's Neutral Milk Hotel. Um, Myers and I share a great affection for Neutral Milk Hotel, and that is clearly that's that's where he that's what he was influenced by when he when he made this. Hipsters, I don't know how you don't listen to Neutral Milk Hotel. They're they're tailor made for you. Eh, you know they just they they're just not my cup of tea. I don't. I don't believe that. I, pre- I just believe that. I prefer you didn't. Nobody you knew liked it, and so you just didn't bother with it. Oh but no! I, think I knew if you several people. Shot, you would love I knew it. several people who liked it. I just prefer my milk hotels to take a side. That's a bad joke, and you're a bad writer. <laughs> so I, I just don't know what to do with this. I don't. I, I'm going to take away my quilt analogy. I'm going to say this is more of a blender analogy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're throwing in some oranges, <laughs> some apples, some like. Some soy milk, mm-hmm. and right now maybe a little a teaspoon of honey, sweeten that up. And you're mixing it up without adding uh, too much unhealthy stuff to it. But I, I, I don't get, I, I don't know what to do with it yet. I don't know if I'm supposed to drink it or throw it away. Yeah, well, you know that's it's a journey. You, that's what that's what we're here for. All right. So while we're we're this is sort of a work in progress. I need to know where the line. It's not a hat so much as it is a visor. I got it at work came from because I was sure that that was a Domino's reference. I thought so too. I thought he, that was an allusion to 
exactly the hats that Sean wore when he worked at Domino's. I mean, we might be back to our working theory that this is some... It was like a weave. Like a half and half. Yeah, a give and take. You know, a, a poem... Uh, a poem from one of these poets, and then something of your own, like weaved in. So when you when Did you we just stumble into what was that movie where uh, James Bond was teaching a young black kid about poetry, X Men, and he turned in Mr. his Forrester work, or whatever, Finding Forrester. Finding Forrester. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Finding Forrester. Hey, we have stumbled if, into a Finding Forrester scenario. If you're trying to tell me that I am the man now, dog. I accept. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you that at all. When you Google, when you Google in quotation marks, it's not a hat so much as it as it is a visor. Visor, it doesn't. It it's nothing. So that is a Sean Major original. I'm I can't confirm, but we think so. I can't find it on the internet, but we can find others. That those are that is what I can confirm. Why is the seahorse flying the plane? Why is the seahorse flying? <laughs> it's the infectious, plane? right? It is so infectious. I've listened to it a lot. I don't know, man. You know, I, I think I think we've answered this before. With not all questions have answers. Certainly, in yeah, the, this oh is God. the classic chicken egg scenario. You find out. You find out why the seahorse is flying and, the plane. No, I think and, I think the real you know, the real thing is: does it even matter what a seahorse does, man? Because that plane's gonna crash anyway. That plane's gonna crash. Like our lives are gonna crash. Six ball roulette. But you don't. You wouldn't call something the underground. So that's clearly that's uh, that's from London. Work you stole. Would I not? Yeah. No, would I not? No. No. You're not you well traveled. You wouldn't know to point. call it that. I don't know, man. I'm pretty hip. <laughs> I don't think so. You're not though. What hat do? What hat? I keep spelling hate. What hat do? <laughs> <laughs> so the line is: What hat do you wear to the underground? What does Google have to say? In quotes, nothing. Ukulele underground forums. What do you wear? No, I think this is this might also be an original. The ten rules of the rave. The guide what? to underground dance party etiquette. Those two lines. Why is the seahorse flying the plane? And what hat do you wear to the underground? Got particular notation from your professor who said, "Nice job." That makes me think it's there. original. Then. Yeah, very possible. Because if he gave um, us poems, he's going to recognize which. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I think these were his friends. Maybe not. I don't know. They <laughs> they had to be because they're awful as well, and I wouldn't imagine any professor p- putting this out. Ooh, Operation Seahorse was a naval part of Operation Lusty. Uh, Lusty's purpose on... was to locate and recover top-secret German weaponry. Uh, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to okay. do. Uh, I bet Judge Creel... Had an idea of what he thought this poem was about before we learned the yes, awful, ugly I truth. Did. So I'm going to let Judge Creel tell us what what he in what he was able to glean from the reading of this. Okay, well the the first part of the poem where he's talking about the nipples and the Oriental nipples, I thought it was uh, John was talking <laughs> about a woman that he had a that he liked, and then later on, you know, he kind of says the answering machine's broken, so she's not returning his calls mm-hmm. or not. Not listening to him and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, someone is asking about what he's wearing, and he's like, oh, I forgot I have my Domino's hat on. Well, it's not really a hat, it's a visor. He's trying to shrug it off like, hey, hey. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> 
And then and then it takes like this weird like absurd twist. That that it does. Yes, I don't know if if uh, he's trying to distract who he's talking to or distract the reader about the seahorse and the underground. Um, then he starts to he, he says this line, which made me still think it was about this girl. He says. Her father was a full-bred Doberman, so I thought maybe Sean had a run-in with the girl's parents, and he was like, he's he's no good for you. You need to stop seeing Sean. And then he says, why are you Accurate. why are you waiting in hell? And I thought that was a very a nice play on the word waiting in hell. So Sean's, you know, everything's gone badly for him. The girl isn't going to talk to him. He's, life is hell and whatnot. And then he has the, a, another line about the parent, which the mother this time, which says, why does your mother bark like a dog? So then I was like, all right, well, he's got these, these two references to the parents as dogs. Is he now calling the girl a bitch? He doesn't do that in the text. Well, that's his thing. But he, that's what he likes to do. It's not my thing. The B, the B word is not present. And then <laughs> it's implied. The, the last part, he, he wants to feel free like a bird, you know, like Leonard Skinner, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or the Beatles. There is no room left in the Atlantic. I don't know what that means. And then, why are you on Neptune? I guess, boy, men, men are from Mars, <laughs> girls are from Neptune. I don't know. That's that's what I get out of it. I think what he's asking with that line, the narrator, of course, not yep, me, yeah. is why are you so far away from me? I need help. Dire straight. You're but you're Earth. way across the sea. I could never touch you. I think that would like be wrong. Like the aeroplane over the sea. I've got your letters. You've got my song. Ah, this is getting upgraded to a check plus. <laughs> well, okay, Judge Creel, how does it get a check at all when there's... The word abdominable, I'm still having trouble with Runaway. on a work that was turned in. You're just not thinking well, fourth dimensional. There, there's man. no spell check. This was written on pen on, pen on papyrus. A slice of papyrus. See, I'm not here to judge spelling. I'm truly not. Because I'm, I'm a renownedly, I'm renowned as a terrible speller. Um, but Sean is not, and he is a stickler for such things. So I find it odd that he would turn in a work with... I don't think this is a misspelling. I think that this is... He thought that was a word. Yeah, maybe I think that's... Maybe I created another word. What does it mean, then? Of or relating to an abdomen. You just heard me say that 20 minutes ago. Well, he's piggybacking <laughs> to apply off of it. it now. He's accepted it. So what would be a runaway abdominable fence? Clearly the title is nonsense, like the next 20 lines. Everything you do cannot be explained away by saying, oh, I was just writing some nonsense. I'm not saying, That's I'm not saying this, this is, works. this is. Right, you use that excuse a great let's amount. Let's take a step I, back. Let's what, go to the tape. What is the, the opposite of a runaway, abdominable fence? A stationary back wall? <laughs> a st- you know, I think a fence and a wall are the same thing. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm trying to make sense of this. I want to know if no, this that's was an absurd title mistake. or or a serious title. Uh, it's an absurd title. It's it's an experiment in absurdism. I was a fucking soft... I was 19 years old. What do you want from me? Did you just use I'm 19 as an excuse <laughs> for, for this dribble? 
That's the excuse. That's the excuse you're going to use is you were 19. You were in college. When you Google um, runaway fence, all you get are fences to keep dogs in your yard. Ah. So I don't know. Uh, dogs again. Dogs again, Creel. Yeah, the dogs. Mm. You can't fence me in. Did we say where the trampoline falls apart, the hard drive cannot hold comes from? Yeah. Let's it's get in a, quotes. Let's get a, a check on the, the quote that the, sub- the subtitle. apart. The hard drive cannot hold. It's coming up negative. But he put that in quotation, so it has to come from somewhere. Maybe I was quoting myself as I was thinking it oh while writing it. God, then you are truly awful. <laughs> Why? Well, and a hard drive back then wouldn't be able to hold much, anyways. I think that mm-hmm. the the well, I know that this wasn't the intent of the poem, but the way I read it is now making sense with a lot of what's going on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the girl is the runaway fence. Her parents are the dogs. She's not only running away from Sean, she's running away from her parents all the way to Neptune because her name is Pluto. Because there's no room left in the Atlantic. Right. I get it. Plus, plus. Thank you, Creel. Sean, read your stupid poem. Runaway Abdominable Fence. The trampoline falls apart. The hard drive cannot close. Hold. Shit. I'm just going to skip these two lines. Save for somebody terribly dying. Under. His answering machine is broken. The chair broke it. It's not so much a hat as it is a visor. I got it at work. Why is the seahorse flying the plane? What hat do you wear to the underground? When does the slimy worm eat his own body? I don't like that line at all. Have you called the mouse that lives in your head? Her father was a full-bred Doberman. Why are you waiting in hell? Why does your mother bark like a dog? It is the prettiest plant. He wants to feel like a bird. There is no room left in the Atlantic. Why are you on Neptune? It's plus plus work. Plus plus work. And by the way, Mr. Bell, you're welcome for reading that in class. Well, this was certainly a, every week's a new uh, deviation, a new twist in the road. We find out that not only is he bad, but he is most likely a plagiarist, or at least operating under some weird assignment from a all, another person who is terrible at poetry. In the words of Holly uh, Hollywood from Cool World, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Wait, that was Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit. Damn it! Roger Rabbit. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen. Unfor- you know what? Unforced error. Unforced error. A rare part. miss. A rare, R- rare miss. miss. A rare miss. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here. And if you would like to be abused... And then be held up by Creel on this podcast. Naturally. We welcome you, you to do lift so. Lift us up, Creel. By sending your works to Throw the Flag Network at gmail.com. 
Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Cold Dog Soup. We will see you in a week's time. Ain't no money in poetry. That's what sets the poet free. I've had all the freedom I can stand. You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie. All it takes to get me by. Fool my belly till the day I die. Cold dog soup and rainbow pie.